However you got here, you're currently listening to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Thanks for giving us a chance. If today's message speaks to you, encourages you, or just leaves you with questions, you can reach out to us at connect at perryhall.life. I want you to welcome to the stage Pastor Ryan right now. He's going to come out here and hang out with us and share a little bit about children's ministry. I like that seat better. Yep, you're there. You go yeah, there. Thanks. So you're in a little bit of trouble because you've got the children's minister out here and a former youth pastor. So good luck. Buckle up. This is going to be a weird one. Good morning, everybody. Can we give a, a one more hand for our kids that did such a great job this morning? I want to say on that, like I could hear them going, doing a different part of the song that I was used to, and they literally led us. It was really incredible to see them leading us in worship, taking us a whole different direction. It was just awesome. So it was really cool. Thank you, kids. You guys are incredible. Awesome. So Ryan, let's just start from the top. Why children's ministry? Why don't you ask Becky? I mean, I don't think I could say more than than she said there uh, during worship, but uh uh, no, uh, realistically, if you were to ask my wife that question, uh, she would probably say because of my maturity level is that of a 10-year-old. Um, and I, I don't know that she's wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, re- realistically, my answer for that question um, is because I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever seen something on TV um, or you've had an experience with a young person uh, or you just look at the world around you and you think to yourself like, my goodness, what are, what are my kids, what kind of world are they going to live in? Uh, what, what's it going to be like? How are they going to survive it? How immoral is the world going to get? What type of place are they going to live in? And um, there's only one way to combat that, um, and that's by teaching children to be like Christ. And it, the, the world that they're going to grow up in is, is, is the world that we, that we teach, uh, the ones that we can get our hands on. And uh, these young people here, what do we have? Maybe, maybe 30, 25, 30 kids today, which is a great summertime uh, crowd. Um, they can reach thousands of, of people on their own. And so by planting the seed and by ministering to these young people and teaching them simple things like truth, simple things like the gospel of Jesus Christ, they have the ability to amplify and multiply that. Uh, that's why I, I think it is the most uh, it is the most ripe soil um, uh, to invest our time and our efforts into. Amen. All right, so what were your expectations before you actually stepped into the position, and how accurate were they? That's a good one. Um, my expectations is that I was going to be amazing, um, and obviously... Um, I'm looking for Rendy. <laughs> right, right, right. She's, she's rolling her eyes back there. I see it. Um, no, I, I expected it to be more about me, um, I expected it to be more about uh, my uh, my ability to take control of a classroom and to and to uh, use all the tools that I things I've learned over the years. Uh, but what I found out, um, what the reality of it is, yes, I work hard and I prepare for it, and my family prepares, um, and my teachers prepare, um, and we'll, we'll talk more about those teachers later. Um, we prepare so that we are prepared, um, but. If I can say this without getting twisted up, we prepare so that we are more prepared to see what God has prepared for our young people. Does that make sense? If you like that, it's in my book. It's for sale out in the lobby. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we, we go through all the preparations so that we are relaxed. We are confident in what we've put together. Uh, but more importantly, 
uh, so that when, when the Spirit of God is moving in our young people, and make no mistake, the Spirit of God moves downstairs, just like he does up here, uh, that we were prepared to recognize it and let God take control and let, let the Spirit move. And it happens, and it happens every Sunday. Oh, there's pictures back there. That's great. Anyway, sorry, I got sidetracked. So that's my answer for that one. No, that's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, God cares about preparation. He wouldn't have made an old guy build a giant boat. Absolutely. And you, you of all people, yeah. know just as much. Yeah. Uh, you don't just walk in on a Sunday morning and everything is ready to rock and roll. Um, there's preparation throughout the week. There's scheduling. Um, the teachers put in even more preparation than I do. And without the group of teachers that I have, it would be an absolute uh, it would be an absolute disaster. I have some fantastic teachers. If you're a teacher, I'm not going to make you stand up, but could you just wave your hand? We've got so many good ones. Kylie, you're not a teacher. Nice try. So many great teachers in here. <laughs> Why are all the teachers on this side? That's kind of weird. But uh, weird. but, but the, the, the love that they have for the kids and the preparation they put into it is amazing. It's phenomenal. I love them for it. And uh, I know the kids uh, love it too. So. That's good, man. Tell us, tell us some of the biggest challenges and what are the biggest rewards? Wow, biggest challenges. Um, I, getting to church on a Sunday morning is the biggest challenge that I have. Um, I get here a little earlier than a lot of, you know, some people, maybe not as early as the praise team does, um, but getting my family um, up and, and together and dressed and uh, committing that time every Sunday is not easy for ministers. It's not easy for you, Pastor Josh. It's not easy for Pastor Don. This is not, you know, people think that we just wake up here in church in our dress clothes or tennis shoes, whatever. You it's know. it's very easy go. for me because my wife gets the kids ready. So it's, it's oh, gotcha, not a problem. Gotcha. It's real easy for you. Um, but that's, that's a struggle. It does not come automatic. Um, the greatest reward uh, for me, and some of the pictures might reflect it if you see any of them, the greatest reward for me is when I am, um, two things. Number one, when I see young people working in a church service, I see some young people at the cameras today. Um, I have young people downstairs that will run the soundboard. Um, I have young people that will lead a communion, that will play instruments, that will sing, uh, you name it. That is the number one most rewarding thing for me um, because I feel like um, something they've seen in this place has instilled that in them, that we don't just come to church you know, just to attend. Um, all the time. And if you do that, God can bless you. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think when I see a young person leading something or directing something, I think they've tapped into the secret in Christianity. And, it, and it, 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 you know, it's not really a secret because it's in the Bible, but there's much more to the Christian walk than just coming to church. Uh, there's much more than just listening to Christian radio. All these things are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you can tap into the spiritual giftings, the giftings that the Lord has given you and find a way, whether it's in church or with a ministry or, or to the homeless or, or to the needy uh, in any way and find a way to use your anointing and use your God-given gifts, that's where your, your reward comes from. And there's nothing more rewarding to me as an example. I'm not a very great musician and I will lead these kids in worship and I will, I will play and uh, I will try to sing and there will be times where I literally have to stop and the kids just go. And they think like, oh, silly old Mr. Ryan forgot the words again. Uh, no, it's I'm choking back tears at seeing young people worshiping the Lord. I'm not making them do it. I'm not bribing them. Um, it, just, it just takes over. And you can see the spirit of God is working in them. You can see that they're worshiping on their own. And it is the absolute second most rewarding thing I could, I could list if I had to. 
That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Um, what is something that this church, specifically Perry Hall Family Worship Center, needs to know about Perry Hall kids? What is, what is something we need brought to our attention? Is there anything we're missing? Um, well, I, I tell you, they are a phenomenal, a phenomenal group of young people in this church. Uh, that is a testament to them. It's also a testament to their parents and loved ones that bring them here. Um, I would also want you to, uh, to tell you that you are making a difference by bringing your children here. You are changing the world by bringing your children into the house of God. Uh, you are help creating a better tomorrow. And when I see them all sitting at down there and, and, and they're being you know, responsible adults, uh, I'm proud of that, that they're behaving themselves. But more importantly, I'm proud that I hear them talking to each other about God. I hear them worshiping. I, I hear them acting like little Christian adults. Uh, so if I wanted to tell the church anything, it's to commend you and keep it up. Don't, be, don't allow yourselves to be distracted. Uh, don't allow yourselves to be too stressed out by things. Continue doing the good work of, of bringing them to a place that's going to teach them about the Word of God. Because the benefits are you know, they're, they're immeasurable. It's better than, you know, when you invest money, sometimes you can calculate what kind of return you get. And when you, when you go to the gym and you work out, I've been told, not, not from experience, I've been told that when you pump iron, uh, you can see results. Well, I'm telling you, if you guys could see the results of teaching the children about God, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even believe how, how great the results are. So keep up the good work, church. Keep up the good work. Amen. That's good. Yeah, and we, we're looking forward to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That's what we're doing. We are investing. That's good. How, so I, I said this, I've said this before, like here at this church, more than anywhere else, my kids come home telling me what they learned. It just sticks. Like something's happening down there where they're, they're telling me these Bible stories they're telling me the point behind the stories. And so how can we as parents, as families, how can we partner with what you're already doing in ministry and continue what's happening on Sunday morning here. How do we take that into our home? Um, how do we partner with you? Well, and it's not just specific to our country, but in our country, um, kids in the public school systems have to really tiptoe around their faith. Uh, teachers aren't allowed to talk about it even, even more so than any other religion. Um, so our children are constantly being taught that you Christian, you, your, your beliefs have to be separate. Keep your Christianity to yourself. Keep it separate. Don't bring it into this place. And I would encourage uh, uh, parents, uh, along with me as a parent, is to teach our kids that your identity in Christ is your identity. It is not a split personality. It is not something you hang up before you go in some place. You take it with you. You can clap if you want. I'll take a pause. Uh, <laughs> You can take it with you every single place that you go. So the principles that they're learning in here, the things that we are teaching them is to be a light and salt to the earth, to be a beacon of hope, a beacon of love, to be Christ-like individuals everywhere you go. Don't take it off when you get home. Don't take it off when you go to school. It doesn't mean you have to buck the system. It doesn't mean you have to be argumentative. You have to be a, a, a crazy person. It doesn't mean that at all but it is part of who we are. It's ingrained and it should not be separated. There is no separation uh, of Christ in you. And uh, that's what you can teach at home. Uh, you can do it in your own household. 
And you can do it too at your workplace. You can do it with your family. Uh, just because they're not all Christians, it's not a Christian organization, doesn't mean that God has to be outside looking in, okay? God is inside of us everywhere that we go and we teach it and we're driving it into these young souls and you guys can, can also help teach it when they get home. So. Thank you, Ryan. How does being a father impact the children's ministry? <laughs> You've had a few come through it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, well, I, you know, it's funny, my dad's here uh, today and uh, I'm in church because my dad took me to church. Um, that's why my brothers uh, are, are in church uh, also. And um, being a dad with the myriad of things that you learn, and I mean, you know this, we just, we're learning new things about being a parent and being a, a human, an adult, you know, being a man every day, they teach us things. Um, but I have learned, uh, I, I go back to one of my favorite scriptures uh, in Proverbs. It says, uh, train up a child in the way that he should go and and, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And uh, I, I emphasize that last word, it. You know, I've heard that scripture like my whole life, and I always, I always heard it in my mind as when he gets older, he will not depart from you. And I always thought to myself, well, I'm a dad. I'm going to teach my kids good. I'm going to raise them up right, and they're never going to leave me. They're always going to be there for me, they're, you know. And um, I don't know. I was a dad, and I read the scripture completely different. And it said, train up a child in the way he should go and he will not depart from it when he's old. The key word being it, not me. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Uh, I can train him. I can pump the scriptures into him, um, but I'm not supposed to be pushing myself into them so that when they are older and they are faced with life's decisions and choices and difficulties and, and stress, the word of God is in them. It is in them, not me, because I'm, I'm just a human, you know, if, if, if there's anything I've learned about being a dad, it's that I'm a human, I make mistakes, I'm limited in my abilities. And there's a short period of time where your kids think that you are a superhero and they hit an age where they know every dad, but me, of course I'm a superhero in case they're listening. No, but they, they realize that you're not. And um, so when they're in trouble in life, when they have decisions to make, when, when they're in need or they're in pain, uh, or, or they're in heartache, uh, or you name it. I want them not to remember the words of me, Ryan. Uh, I want you children not to remember something Pastor Ryan said. I want them to remember the word of God that I spoke into them. I want them to remember the scripture. I want them to remember the chapter and verse. I want that to bleed through, and, and, and it applies to my children even more so. I want them to remember that dad was just a man a very good-looking, intelligent, hard-working man. Looking for Wendy again. But more importantly, I want them to realize that the reason for any success, whatever limited success I have in life, is because I knew the Word of God, and it's because it was taught from my father, too. So, Ed Mother, awesome. Mom's here, too. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. That's amazing. <laughs> Are there, what are some common misconceptions about children's ministry? Are there any you're aware of that we common, got it all figured out? Common misconceptions. Um, well, uh, you know, some teachers, when they join one, they, they, um, they expect things like, well, I'm going to have to read the Bible. I'm going to have to study it really hard. I'm, I'm going to have to come up with material every week and the, the kind of thing. And um, just because of the way that we do it here, because I'm a, you know, I have a full-time job, this what I do here, I do for joy. I, I do it out of love. 
Um, I've never collected uh, uh, any type of paycheck from a church. Um, and what I do here, I do in my free time. Um, we, we purchase um, uh, lesson plans. We have a very, very good curriculum that is prepared by people much smarter than me, much more dedicated than me. So when a teacher comes on to teach, they're literally handed a packet of information to extract what they want out of there, use as much. It's probably four hours of material, and we have 30 minutes downstairs with the kids after worship. Uh, so people get a little nerved up about, what do I do, what do I prepare? Uh, but literally, that's all put in their hands. And then um, we have teachers that go above and beyond that spend a little extra time, maybe a trip to the dollar store, or go through the pantry and pull out some, some supplies, some crafts, put some things together that just blow the kids' minds and it, it you know, Every little ounce of effort that's put in prior really pays off. You know, when it comes time for game day, you know. You, we said it before, but you really do have an incredible team. Uh, oh, your, your teachers, your staff. I can tell you that uh, Ashley, uh, who teaches my daughter, my daughter would rather hang out with her than me any day of the week. Yeah. They're doing something <laughs> incredible down there. Um, Romans tells us that the church is one body made up of many parts serving different functions. What's the function of the children's ministry in, the, in this body here? Well, let's start with it. If, if the children's ministry was one part, what part would it be? And because it's so close to lunchtime, I would have to say the stomach. Um, I can all, at this time of day, I can almost smell pizza in the air. And uh, no, um, no, but I, I equate children's ministry, uh, you know, to something like that because what we put in it is, is absolutely vital uh, when we look at what comes out of it. And if we are feeding our young people who are, let's face it, young people are always starving no matter what. Um, and it's that way for the word of God too. If we feed that into them, we will get great results. If we don't feed it, it will not thrive. It will not survive. If we feed it junk, it will not have a prosperous life. And make no mistake, the world wants to feed your children. They want to put things in their mind. They want to put things in their heart. They want to put any idea that comes their way into, uh, and, and it, it's no coincidence that, uh, you know, um, that, that Satan uh, in today's society uh, is trying to breed confusion in our young people. If he can put confusion and doubt into them, um, they'll be a wreck. They won't be able to spread God's word. They won't even know if they're a boy or a girl. And let's face it, uh, these are things that, are, that, are, that we're struggling with today. And we know that God uh, has fearfully and wonderfully made each and every one of them. And we know that if we continue to speak truth into them, if we fill them up with truth, there will be no room for lies. Okay? And so, so our job as parents, yeah, that's good. It's another good one. <laughs> um, our job as parents, our job as teachers is to fill them with truth. And you know what truth I'm talking about, the word of God. Just keep pouring the word of God into them. And, uh, and, and, and the, the lies and the confusion, and it, it will just bubble out the top because there will be, no, be no room for it. Um, so as far as the, the, you know, what, what role does the, uh, the children's ministry play, um, it's, 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 it's central, it's primary, and it is the future. And if we, you know, we might have a great church today with great pastors, associate pastors, praise and worship teams, might have the best of the best of the best. But if we don't invest our efforts, uh, our time, 
um, uh, our energy into these young people, in a few short years, we won't have that anymore. And worse off, just look at that whole section over there. If we don't, if we don't bring them, they won't come. If we don't bring them as children, they won't come as adults. Um, and it also applies to, to, you know, to, to us men. Us husbands, uh, our fathers in the room have to take responsibility because we know that the statistics are staggering. Fathers that, bring their, uh, that go to church, uh, pretty much almost all the time, their whole family comes to church. But if the father doesn't come, uh, a lot of times the mom struggles to get the, the, the rest of the family to come. And us as men have done a terrible job in, in, in society and in, in church setting of being that example of getting our kids out the door uh, and, and getting them to church here. So sorry I went off on a rant. No, we're, we're here to learn from you, man. With, with time coming to a close, I, there's a lot of questions on here, but I, I just want to, is there anything that you want to share from your heart? Anything you want us to know or, or anything about the, the ministry, anything at all? Let's close with whatever God has on your heart, period. And we're not talking about food, right? Right. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, you just, could share about that. That's just clear, clearing that up. Um, you know, I've been doing children's ministry since high school since I was just um, a, a, a teenager there in uh, Perry Hall Christian School. I would work with, uh, with children there in, in, in the preschool and in kindergarten, and I did it because I love them, uh, because I think that they're, uh, they're open. They're, 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 you know, they just soak in. Anytime an adult is spending time with them, uh, they, re they really cherish it. And um, I'm just as, as guilty uh, as everybody else, so sometimes I got my phone out and I'm ignoring the, my own children that are at my feet that want to play, that want to wrestle, that want to spend time with me. Um, I'm, I'm just as guilty as, as, as anyone is uh, with that. Um, but, but God is always convicting me. He's always working in me and in my life to, um, you know, to, to, get me, to get me to a place where I see the treasures that are around me. Um, the, the Bible says in... Uh, um, that, that children are treasure from the Lord. And, and we're talking about it in, I guess it's the book of Psalms, and it's talking about a man's children, you know, a father. Um, uh, but it means so much to me that there are men and women, aunts and uncles, grandparents, that are bringing their treasures here to, to entrust us with their treasure, our most valuable possessions. If you don't see children as our most valuable possessions, you probably should talk to God about that. You know, you should have a place in your heart for children, regardless of what you do, regardless of your gifts and your abilities and what God has called you to do in your life. Um, I feel that everybody should have that need. I feel that this church, not, not myself, but this church as a whole, has done an incredible job. Um, creating an environment for these children to thrive. And just to, just if I could touch, we've got a few more minutes about that environment. Downstairs, we have a stage, we have lights, we have uh, projectors, we have uh, instruments. We play worship. Once you guys start your worship, we're about two minutes behind you. Uh, we, we play live worship downstairs. Um, nothing personal, Josh, but it's better than yours. Uh, I agree, I agree. No, no. Um, that's a joke, but, but the Bible says make a joyful noise, right? And it's a perfect example of what goes on downstairs because I'm not the best. Uh, some of the kids are still learning their instruments. They're still learning their voices. They all smile and laugh. How many people laugh when my voice cracks in the middle of a song? They, they absolutely love it. Um, 
But downstairs, we make a joyful noise every Sunday, in and out. It's worship um, like I, you just don't see with adults as much because children are less inhibited, uh, you know, they're, they're more open, and um, we make a joyful noise. After that joyful noise, we have communion, just like, just like our parents do up here, um, and we pray many times in there, and then we split off into our small groups where your children are with kids their age, they're in a room of, you know, sometimes 20 um, or less kids per two teachers where they're taught God's word, prepared curriculum, um, and, some, and they have videos that go with it. And, and, and we really, we try multiple angles of getting the scriptures across to them. And uh, I think we have phenomenal results. I mean, I think it speaks for itself that the, the, the kids of this church are so good. They're, they're, so, uh, they're so willing, they're so eager they're blessed. This church is blessed because of that group of kids over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can never forget that. I can clap for that. I clap for it all the time. Brian, thank you so very much. I, before you leave, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I want to, if you would stand with me, I'm just going to pray over you for a minute. And um, you guys just need to know that this family, Ryan and Rindy, have just gone out of their way. Their kids are part of the ministry. Come on up. Yeah, Rindy, come on, come on up here. Um, Come join us. She's going to kill us for, now. She didn't want to come up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can Max and Nico and Ryan Yeah, come, come on. Too? Guys, all of you come up. This R- is, Ryan, uh, can you sneak up here too? Come on, bud. When I he know says, he's getting a little too cool for us. But. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but when Ryan says he spends his free time, it's their free time. It's their family time putting this ministry together. We're incredibly grateful for what you guys. Come on out. Come on out. There we go. Who where's Nico? Yeah, where's Nico? Where's Ryan? Oh, he's helping. Nico's working with the uh, toddlers. As they're gathering up here, I will say this, and I, I want to share one scripture as they stand here before we go. First um, Timothy 4.12. I'm going to pull this up right here. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you were young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. I, I spoke on that a few weeks ago at the youth group as a challenge to them. and It is a challenge to young people. But it's a challenge to us as adults. If you know nothing else, you get nothing else out of day, know this, that we can't look over here at the young people and expect them to set the example when we're not leading the way. We don't get an excuse. We don't get let off the hook. We're supposed to set the example for them and all these things, then faith and life and love and purity and conduct and all these things. We don't get to say, do as I say, not as I do. We have to lead the way. And this is, this is the family. This is the team that's leading our children's ministry. This is the people that we're grateful for today. Amen. We're going to pray and then we're going to sing and then we'll be done for the day. So let's pray right now together. Jesus, thank you so much for this family. Thank you for their team. Thank you for the children that you bring and you place under them. God, we just pray that you bless them beyond belief, that you bring in help and that you bring in staff and rest and peace and all these things. Thank you for this group of kids sitting over here and all the ones that couldn't make it today. God, they literally are the future of all of this. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for giving the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast a chance. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and if you want to know more, we've got everything you need at perryhall.life.